Checkmate. Checkmate. Check. This is the Chestnut Checkers podcast. Checkmate. Learn a new mindset to create wealth. We need to be more independent thinkers, man. Passive income. Mathematics is precise. A successful business. Chess moves. And money management strategies. This is Chestnut Checkers. The metaverse is huge right now. And like, and I, and to be honest, man, is that it's been around before. This is not the first time. If a lot of you, if you guys are gamers, uh, you know, 30s or 40s, you realize that there was World of Warcraft a long time ago. And that was basically the same thing we're talking about, just on a more lower scale. And also we're talking about a shared, I'm sorry, Second Life. And this started around 2000, mid 2000s, 2005, 2006. And it was very, very popular. And people were making good incomes on there. That's why I encourage people. And I always talk about this documentary that's free. If you have Netflix, it's called Life 2.0. And that's a very old 10, 15 year old documentary in which people were making money, creating lives and stuff in the metaverse. Because one of the biggest questions we get is that why would people want to be on the metaverse? And I'm going to tell you this right now is that I'm 40, right? I'll be 41 in March. Some of the stuff, to be honest, it doesn't make like I'm like, why would somebody want to do that or whatever? And that was my original points on all of these things. It was like, why would somebody do this? Why would somebody go through all of this? But but now I'm like trying to, I start to see it a little bit different. I'm starting to, you know, understand that there could be, there's a lot of opportunity here probably. So I just got to open your eyes up and make sure that you see it, everybody else. Many people have a question about the metaverse. How do you flip sell land in a fake universe? You just got to get rid of that conception that you have of it being a fake universe. Some, it's, some, it's some theories out there that we're actually living in a fake universe right now. And it's called the simulation theory. There's a lot of like very intelligent people that believe that we're actually living in a simulation right now. So it says more likely that we're in a simulation as opposed to not, right? They say it's a 50-50 chance that we're living in a simulated reality right now, right? Now, think about this. Does that make our lives any less valuable? Does that make this object that I have, these headphones here, any less valuable? Does that make the water I drink any less valuable? No, because I still need these things to survive in this maybe simulated world. So if we extend that thinking to the metaverse, it's the same thing. We still need these things to navigate through that world. So if we need things, we need items, we still have to pay for them. So there's still opportunity in the metaverse. Yeah, there is. Even if we're in a simulation, what does it matter? And I'm still living my life. I still don't want to die. I still got to eat food. I still got to pay for, if I don't eat, I'm going to suffer. You see, it's still, it don't matter if it's, it's fake. It, it's still a world. So the metaverse, we extend that, it's still a world. It's still a world. And some people are going to be deeply connected to it. Now, some won't, but some people are going to be deeply connected to it. Like we see on social media, some people are deeply connected to social media. I'm just arguing that the items, the opportunities, and all those things are still just as valid as they are in the real world. It's still a valid. People will live their lives in there, especially with COVID. Disease may, diseases may be getting worse. People start getting scared to have physical contact. You don't know what's going to happen. I can see a, a case or a series of events that could push the metaverse into being more valid than even the real world. I'm not saying it's going to happen fast, but it could happen 10, 15 years. We want to define what an NFT is first, right? An NFT is a non-fungible token. And what that means is that it's something that represents a piece of art or it could be almost anything. But it, anytime we have a need, to, to register something that needs to be unique and we need to know who owns it. That's always, that's a, a reason for NFT, right? And that's music, that's uh, luxury goods, 
that's art, that's anything that we need to, any, anything in life. And I, and I always explain this, it's almost like a digital copyright. So think about this. If I create a work of art, I create a logo. I want to make sure that nobody steals my work. So what I do now, and a lot of times it's easy to understand what's happening now if we use analogies from the past, right? So with that being said, so if we look at the copyright system, it's been going on for hundreds of years, right? So if we take a look at that, what's happened in the past is that if I, had a, if I had a work of art, if I had something of value that I created, like artwork, music, movie, or whatever, what I would do is I would, you know, fill out the copyright work, uh, register to the federal government. It takes time, whatever you got to pay a fee. And now the government says, look, man, this is Armando's work. He's the only one that could benefit from it. You have to have his permission. You have to have his, have anything for anything you want to use this, you need to talk to Armando first. Right. So now NFT is a continuation of that in the digital world. Right. So what an NFT is that it, it, it actually provides two things, but it allows you to create that digital copy. But it's re not registered to the federal government, but it's registered on the blockchain. If people don't, if you guys understand what the blockchain is, a technology that runs most cryptos, that's some that don't have, they're not blockchain based, but 99% of them are blockchain based. So the, the blockchain allows transactions or any kind of data to be stored forever. They can never be altered, never be changed, never be deleted. As blockchain matures, we found other reasons to use blockchain. At first, crypto, the first crypto that ever came out was Bitcoin. And Bitcoin had a great idea, a great idea. But the only thing Bitcoin was used for, the blockchain for, was to store transactions. If I send Eric a dollar, it stores it on the blockchain and stores forever. It can never be changed, never be deleted, never be altered. So then as we move, as blockchain technology, people started seeing other uses for it. That's when Ethereum came out in 2015. And then once Ethereum came out, that it saw the blockchain. Ethereum developers saw the blockchain in an entirely different way that's never been seen before. So that allowed people to be able to see that blockchain and, and say, well, we can store transactions that can never be changed. Why can't we store, why can't we, where can we store other things? Why can't we store anything we want that can never be changed? So now Ethereum created a new ecosystem where people were allowed to build applications and other things, tokens, whatever, based on that concept now. So as we mature farther, NFTs come out, right? So NFTs allow people to use that that block to be able to store, to take that information of unique ownership and unique work of art, a unique item or whatever, and store it on a blockchain. Never can be changed. I can, we can never argue because on the blockchain, it's going to say Armando bought this piece of art on December 1st, 2000, 2021, and he bought it from, let's say, Gerald. And that's stored and this artwork is unique. So now there's no denying it, no arguing it, nothing, because the blockchain gives irreparable proof that I bought this from him and I own it right now. So the, the blockchain allows proof that no other technology in history has allowed because there was always a third party. There was always a third party that, that would tell you, like, for example, in the copyright system, the government had the power to say, oh, that, that copyright's invalid, this is invalid, or that one's valid or whatever. But now because blockchain is decentralized, there's no third-party controllers. Now, this is a true system of ownership for these unique art, these new, you know, unique pieces, unique art, and unique things like that. So what I want to talk about in this uh, little session that we're going to have is that a lot of people, yeah, I've gotten so many informations, questions, so much information, so many questions, so many people asking me, hey, Armando, how can I benefit from this movement, from this rise in crypto? Now, I got, if you're in Atlanta, I got a huge event actually in Atlanta tomorrow night at 6 but we're going to discuss all these things in person. But if you're not in Atlanta, I decided I would do something for you guys that, you know, aren't in Atlanta. So I just want to do a quick little session and we'll just talk about these things. But I do have, I want to talk about some opportunities in the metaverse outside of it. And we're going to talk about a lot of things that I see could potentially be coming up. I talk about buying crypto. We talk about buying stocks. We made a lot of money 
over the last two years, the groups that we've been aware of over the last two years in money, crypto, and all these other things. But we, like, I'm also an entrepreneur. And guys, don't, people that don't know me, some of you guys are just jumping in. My background is in technology. I was a software engineer for many years. I, have a, I hold a bachelor's in computer science. I went to grad school for software security. Cryptology was my, and I also, I wrote uh, software security exams for CompTIA. I've been in the, the software industry and, and leading on to the crypto. Hey, Terrence, how's it going, man? Yeah, well, I've, I've moved from that software security world over to the crypto world. And that's what got me into investing stocks and things like that. But that's what I'm saying here is that it, there's a lot of opportunity and, and technology has changed my life because it's given me opportunities that, that I never would have got without technology. And that's the one of the best, one of the best things that happened to me in my life is that I was at Allspeed State University when I was, you know, younger, 19, 20, and I was actually started out as pre-med and I took a computer science class and it just changed my life. That, and that's why I'm so passionate about, that's why I'm so passionate about trying to teach you guys about technology, finance, and, and crypto, because these things change your life. They change your life and you just have to be able to pay attention and pay it. Because the thing about these things, right, is that I was a poor dude from Clarksville, Tennessee. We lived out in the country. I lived on a goat farm until my second year in college. I was living on a goat farm. We lived in a trailer and there was uh, there was mud around the trailer, man. And then we had to like, to leave the trailer, we didn't have, we had to have like little place setting. I guess that little paver and we would have to skip from paver to get to the road. If not, our shoes would get all muddy. And Tennessee got the, the Ray Clad mud, Ray the Ray Clay mud. So we would have to jump to that. That was into my second year in college. My mom finally, she worked hard. She got us a house. She bought a real nice house, uh, a decent house uh, in a nice, decent neighborhood. And it was, it was already my second year in college though. But not, but we actually ended up getting out of that. But that's what I'm saying, man. I, I never, without, without, without software, without these things, I never would have got, got out. And my mom was a great person. She, she boosted it up. But I'm just saying, is that's what I'm talking about, man, is that this technology, this metaverse, this stuff allows opportunities that you may never see again in your life. And the thing about it is you have to act fast, man. You have to pick up the stuff early. The same thing with crypto, right? You got to pick it up early and you got to execute early. Because if you see Terrence remembers, man, yeah, we grew up in Clarksville Guthrie, man. Terrence, we used to play basketball and Terrence was on the team with me is that we used to play basketball at this gym. And that was one of my best, actually one of my best memories. We used to play basketball at this gym in Guthrie. It was way out there. Remember that when we used to play in those tournaments, man, you you drive like 20 minutes past cornfields and then this gym would come out of the, the country. And man, that was some of my best memories playing with that, playing in those gyms and stuff. Man, the rim's all messed up, but it's packed with people. Everybody's having fun. But let's move on into the metaverse, right? Let's move on to these things. Is that is that back to back to what I was saying? Is I want to talk about some of these opportunities that are in the metaverse. Decentraland is one of the biggest metaverses out there. Mana is the cryptocurrency used in Decentraland to buy, sell, land, and other items. So this one, for example, like we know there's many ways that we can make money in the metaverse. It's, it's one is investing in, in crypto and currencies they use. Two, there's going to be jobs there. There wasn't second life. And there's other ways too. We can join companies. We can invest in companies inside the metaverse. There's a bunch of ways we're going to talk about. But I just want to make sure you guys understood the investment part of it first, because that's the easiest way. It's a passive way. And if we go back to Second Life, World of Warcraft as examples of what's coming in the past, we, have, we like to use the history to figure out what's coming in the future. And if you go back to Second Life and you go back to Met, uh, World of Warcraft in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, these things already exist. People made a lot of money on those apps. And now think about this. This was before Facebook was involved. This was before major corporations were involved. This was before all this money and all this attention was on it. That was back in the day, that was for quote unquote weird people, right? 
the the people that were on the outskirts of society, the geeks, the nerds, the, those are the people that people still were able to make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on a small community that was a niche community. Now, imagine what's going to happen when all of these people, all of the, the mainstream society jumps into this. Now, I don't know if the metaverse is going to work. I don't know if it's going to actually be big. I don't know what's going to happen, but I could tell you this for sure. There's going to be opportunities in the first few years, just like on Second Life, just like on World of Warcraft. There was massive opportunities in those niche gaming applications back then. Most people in the mid-2000s didn't even have the computer or the internet to be up the internet speed to support those things. And there was still a lot of money being made. That's why I always tell you guys to, to, to look at that movie Life 2.0. It, it, one of the stories is a woman who made $100,000 a year back then. And Second Life was an early version of it. But like I said, Decentraland is a great investment, I believe, a long term, if you do believe in the metaverse. And like I said, uh, with Decentraland, it's a virtual world. You uh, Decentraland is a virtual world you can use inside of your browser. You can buy and sell land on that platform. And now remember that the, the land is separating the two. It's, the land is really in two sizes, right? You could buy a parcel, you could buy a, an estate. is just a bunch of parcels hooked together. So now think about this. If the metaverse does grow, if things move like we think they're going to move. Now think about this. Now that's going to, it's going to be a need for real estate uh, agents. There's going to be a need for investors. There's going to be a need for all of these different things that we have in the real world, the middlemen that handle the transactions, there's going to be a need for that. And there's a couple of other cryptos that I'm looking at, right? That I may invest in. I don't know yet. I'm not sure. I'm just, I'm just giving you guys this information. And like I said, strategy Sunday, if I actually invest in, I'll let you guys know. But there's another one called SAND. That's S-A-N-D. Let's take a look at that one. So this one is sand. Sand, it's a it's sand. This uh, sandbox. The sandbox is a virtual world, right? A virtual gaming world where players can earn tokens for completing activities in this world. It's a what's the, what's the, what they call a play to earn model. You earn sand tokens by completing various quests in the sandbox, right? And then you can use those sand tokens to buy land and other virtual objects. Right now, it's trading. What we see on the screen is six sixty two. And like I said, is that if the if the metaverse does work out and things do go forward, it, it could be a lot higher than this. It gained like 87% two weeks ago. So it's already going up. If we look at the chart here, these metaverse tokens are already spiking up. If we look at a seven-day chart. Let's look at, let me see if I can get a tighter chart. All the crypto has been down recently. But let's say if we look at, let's say, for example, let's look at this, this chart, right? It's a farther out chart. We got 11.22 and we see the price was at around 8.386 and then now, where it's $8. So it almost doubled since last month. So there's already excitement. There's already, you know, a lot of movement in these markets right now. And the third one I want to talk about is one called Axis. And that's A-X-S. Let me write this down. A-X-S. That's also the same thing. It's a play to earn game. It's very similar. It's, it's almost similar to uh, Pokemon. My son plays that game. It's very similar to Pokemon, I'm sorry, but it's like in a virtual space, right? In this game, you got monsters you can breed and buy and uh, trade, battle other monsters. You win, If you win the battles, you get AX, AAX tokens. The monsters themselves, that's what's so unique about this is that, remember we talked about what NFTs are? NFTs represent a unique item with a unique owner. So they've actually, what they've done in this game is that they've actually NFT'd, I'm gonna use that word, I don't know if it's real, They've NFT the monsters in the game like Pokemon, right? So every monster is a unique NFT that can be bought, traded, and sold. So that's what's so cool about this game, right? And this app, I'm sorry, this crypto is what's used in game. That's how you earn you earn tokens if you complete certain tasks, if you win certain battles, and all these things. And it's Spyrocket, the user base over the uh 
over the last six months is uh, is went up 500 times. So 500 times, so 5,000% in daily users, right? So these are the three that I'm looking at, right? Now we talked about investing in the metaverse. We talked about, let's, I'm gonna talk about some other opportunities because you know, we, we do talk about investing a lot. And that's really what my channel and what my platform is about. But I wanna talk about some other opportunities because some people come to me and say, Armando, I don't have no money. How am I gonna invest? I don't have $100, I don't have $200. There's always opportunities. And some of the best business ideas I've ever had were started with no, none at all. Just work hard work and you're finding opportunities. Like we said, is that we just talked about how these NFTs are used in games, right? One way is like NFT and a monster, a unique monster. And now you can, I can sell the monster, I can buy the monster, I can trade the monster because it's unique and we can trade them. And, there, and if we go back to Second Life, and I want you, I'm, Second Life, and I want you guys to, like I said, watch that movie, Life 2.0. That young lady in there was making $100,000 for the last two, the two years prior to that to that to the documentary but the third year she wasn't making no money because somebody took all of her items and they were duplicating it right and back in those there was no mech in second life in 2005 to be able to to stop that because somebody could just take you out you build like a house or you build a car or whatever you put all this work into it you develop it while well, a dude just get on that copy of work and copy it. there's nothing you can do about it but that's what the purpose of nfts are to stop that from happening when we have a unique item, you can't copy it because NFT representative and NFT itself locks the uh, locks the copy so nobody else can copy your work. So it gives a lot more value, gives a lot more incentive to developers, designers to create great stuff. So the NFT model may maybe what boosts the, the, this uh, this metaverse concept to a new stratosphere. So like we said, like we said with the NFTs, right? So in the in 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 a metaverse, right? We're gonna have the, the buildings are going to be every item in the metaverse is going to be represented by NFT. And that includes buildings, that includes advertisements, that includes wearables, that includes skins, art, items, and anything else that's going to exist in this world. Because of that, there's going to be opportunities there, right? There's going to be opportunities for developers to create these NFTs, to manage these NFTs, consultants to create them. There's going to be brokers, people who actually broker the NFTs. Say, I got five monsters in an Axie game, Axie Infinity game. So now I want to sell my monsters, but I don't know how to do that, whatever. So may maybe somebody else has a website that I can post my monsters on and sell them. So that's an opportunity now, becoming a website, becoming a broker of these items. That's a great opportunity out there, right? Or you could be an in-game broker in which you contact people and say, man, I can sell your monster for twenty uh, two hundred dollars. I can sell this monster for you can buy and buy them cheap like we'd like car dealers do. Like anybody else does in the real world. So there's opportunities for that. The wearables, designing wearables. Because if you go back to Life 2.0, that documentary that's in that's on Netflix. In that documentary, this young lady made a lot of money by creating wearables. She wore like boots. She uh, designed clothes. She designed all these things. She designed skin. So people would actually pay her for a skin line. If you wanted your skin to look this color, that color, whatever, she would make your body. She would, everything, she she did all of those things. And she made a lot of money doing it. Now, let's fast forward 10 years with the NFT model, with more people, with more, you know, excitement and engagement in this metaverse concept. Now, imagine how much she'd make now. She was making 100,000 15 years ago when nobody was even on it. Now, imagine now she made four or $500,000 a year right now. Maybe more. I wonder if she's doing it. Uh, I would like to have her on my podcast if I can get fonder. But uh, yeah, I wonder what, if she's doing that now because she was a pioneer in this. So like we said, we talk about the 
We're talking about types of work that could exist in the metaverse. So we talked about brokers. We're talking about people that design, developers, designers, all these things, consultants. So there's also other things, right? You're going to have artists. There are, we've already seen that music people. Travis Scott actually did a concert. And I forget the game. It was a game that he did it in. And, uh, what's that game that the kids play? It's a, a shooting game. I forgot the name of the game. But yeah, he did a huge concert. He had 50,000 people in attendance on a virtual concert. Shut the whole game down. Now, and a lot of times people come to me and say, around my age, you know, 30 years old and above, really, really about 28 people, they come to me and say, hey, man, I don't understand this. I don't know what, why people are going to do this. I don't know why somebody would even get in the metaverse. I don't get it. But you got to understand, if you're a certain age, your mind isn't set for this. Fortnite was the game. Your mind is not going to understand these things. Now, the kids understand it. And who's going to do it? Who's going to inherit the world in 10 years? Those same kids that are... On, that are like something I don't understand. I'm gonna tell you right now. My kids watch other kids playing video games. I have no what, what is that? I really don't understand. But it's an opera. My kid wants my son wants to be a YouTuber, and I'm gonna support him to do that. I don't understand that. Why would you watch somebody else playing a video game? But it's because my mind's older. I can't get that concept. My kids will spend hours watching other people play Minecraft. Other people play these games. Now, you may not understand it, but you know there's an opportunity because all these kids are making millions of dollars just playing games and other kids watching. That's because our minds just don't understand it. So you have to understand that your mind can't grasp the concept and then still move forward. That's the key of a good businessman. That's the key of somebody who can see opportunity. Just because you don't understand it don't mean other people don't do it. I don't understand this. I don't understand the metaverse. Well, yeah, but you know, other kids, the kids are. You see what I'm saying? The kids are going to be into this. So. You have to understand that. Maybe I don't get Twitter. I still don't understand it. <laughs> but I guess, you know, I didn't, when Twitter kills out, it's not going to hit. It's crazy, man. Twitter's not going to survive. Who wants to see text? But look at it. It's huge now. You see what I'm saying? So sometimes your mind, or after a certain age, I think about 25 or so, you it's harder for you to understand these concepts because your mind's already set. At around mid-20s, your mind is set anyway. So let's move on. So we got freelancers, we sell artists, developers, land designers, we got architects, because people have to build, these buildings have to be built. And remember, and people say, oh, somebody want to live in a fake building. Remember, go back to Second Life, 2005 to 2010, this young lady was making uh, hundreds of thousands of a year, making a building buildings for people, selling houses. So people will want these things, especially the young kids. My son, my son spent up like, by ag I guess he knew what he was doing, but he spent like $300 all in one night on, on, on Minecraft. And the way I understand, he got in trouble for that too. He wasn't supposed to be doing that. But but the thing about it, man, is that the reason I understood, I, I figured out what he was doing. I go, I walk by the TV screen. He got all these new uh, cool stuff on the screen. I'm like, where did you get all that from yesterday? You didn't have none of that. Oh yeah. I, just, I was like, man, come on. Man. I think he bought some stuff. So I looked at my email, saw all these purchases from Nintendo. I mean, whatever. I think it was uh, Xbox. So I wouldn't, I would never spend $300 on virtual goods. He had to pay me back too. He still, he had to pay me back. I made him work and pay that back. But so he knows the value of what he's paying for. But I'm saying the kids will pay, spend thousands and thousands of dollars on this stuff. My son was Roblox bucks, Robux or whatever for Christmas. These kids are growing up with that mentality. And once they change and you, and like we can sit there and say, oh, it's stupid or whatever, but you got to understand it's going to be their world in 10, 15 years. It's, that, it's their world then. We're the old people. So we have to understand what's coming and continue to profit on what the potential is. So like I said, there's something else out there. We talked about some of the gaming applications that are out there. The gaming uh, world, we talked about Axie Infinity, where you can make money by fighting or uh, monsters fighting each other and stuff like that. 
But there's going to be an opportunity also. Like people say, look, man, I don't have any money to invest. I don't have the skills to be able to, to do all these things. You're talking about design and whatever. I don't have the skills yet. But what can I do? Remember, if we go back to World and War, World of Warcraft, you could that, that was a it's a concept called farming resources that exist in virtual worlds, right? Is that in a virtual world, you need people to do physical actions or the world won't work. And I forgot what they did in World of Warcraft, but you could do certain actions. You, you can earn Worldcraft gold and it had real world value. People would actually make a living like this. So in these games, right? You're going to be able to earn tokens by participating in these in, in the metaverse, by participating in certain things, by by doing things in the game specific things, by doing what's called a mechanical Turk work, right? Mechanical Turk work is something that is it, you can use artificial intelligence for, but it's easier to use a human for. Artificial intelligence on a high level is expensive, so why not pay somebody else like for some tokens to do the work for you? So these kind of opportunities are going to be there. And this already kind of started with crypto. There's certain things you could do to earn crypto, right? There's certain things you could do to earn money. There's certain things you could do ta for task grab. is one big example of where you could do small tasks and make money. Now in the metaverse though, that's going to extend to the metaverse. That's going to extend right down to the metaverse. So let's move on. And the last thing I want to talk a little bit about is land ownership, right? Land ownership. And that's the thing about it is, is that's going to be a big thing. And I believe that the land is already went up. It's already up a lot in the last few years, right? The last few months it's going up crazy. And it's going to be an opportunity there to buy this land. But remember with a market like this, with land ownership, with things like that, is that there's also going to be an opportunity for jobs, right? You got flippers, people that can take this land, redevelop it and sell it at a profit. Maybe take some land. It's like anything else, man. It's like you, a website, right? People thought websites were stupid. Domain, people would, that's why it's called a website developer, because people take an empty website, they develop it into something that has value and hopefully get some kind of value out of it. So that's going to be a big thing in the metaverse, right? It's flipping real estate, flipping properties, a uh, real estate agent, somebody to guide you through the process. You better rent your land to certain things. You better do advertising on your land. Remember, if you're next to a, you're adjacent to a very popular place, now that space has some advertising uh, potential, right? Now imagine if you're in like a, you own like a stadium, like this next to a basketball stadium where people are playing like virtual games on NBA Live or something, NBA or NBA, right? Now the land around it is expensive because you can advertise as people walk into the building or whatever, you're going to see it. Or if you were like at a, near a concert place, when you got somebody like Travis Scott doing a concert in the background, you own the buildings back there. So people are watching this, doing this con virtual concert and you own the advertising space behind there. That's another opportunity, right? land managers, games, and things like that, event planners, remember? Who planned the uh, Travis Scott event? Who developed the graphics? Who did all that? That's another opportunity there, right? Is that there's a lot of opportunities here in this metaverse. And there's another one. There's a big one out there. So and this concept has been around a lot in crypto. And it's actually one of the biggest use cases for uh, Ethereum. When Ethereum first came out, the reason why the price went up extremely, like a lot in the beginning is because like we talked about how Ethereum was one of the first cryptos to, to actually effectively use the blockchain in more reasons than just processing transactions or save or storing transactions. So when Ethereum came out, the one of the first use cases or concepts that were using to proven that Ethereum was an effective blockchain or effective crypto, something called the DAO, right? DAO was a decentralized autonomous organization. And it's a company. It's a company. But let's look at a traditional company. A traditional company works like this. Like I go out and I start a company and then I hire people to do the work for me. They get paid a salary, but I end up with most of the money, which is good for the, the business owner. It's good for the entrepreneurs. But what about the people who work there? So 
in a, this new type of organization is that it's autonomous. That means that there's nobody that runs. I wouldn't be the CEO. Like the company would run itself. Maybe somebody would create it, but after that, it runs itself by the rules. You, you store, you'd have rules, you'd have positions, you'd have things going on. And the organization runs itself. It's, collect, it's, it's collectively. So for example, let's say we had a company in the, in the metaverse that like was a real estate company, right? So in a real estate company, we need agents. We need, we need people that, that processes the work. We need uh, advertising. We need a lot of these things, right? So we can create an autonomous organization, DAO, inside the metaverse. And we could, and the owner would be nobody. So people that join this organization, they will be paid according to the value of their work. So if I got on there and I worked 60 hours and you got on there and you only worked two hours, once the profits came in, I would get the profits in re relation to how much effort and time and work I put into this. So that's a way that you can, that's going to be a huge way that people can make a lot of money and make a lot of money in the metaverse. Like I said, there's a lot of opportunity there. A lot of great things going on, man. Like I said, I'm, I'm here to answer any questions you guys have for the next few minutes. I just thought I'd get this information out there so that you guys could go. I hope you guys have a great day and thanks for joining. Thank you for joining today's podcast. I really appreciate your support. If you want more wealth building information, education and tips in stock market, crypto and other assets such as real estate, follow me on Instagram and also on YouTube. This is the same name, Tall Guy Tycoon. That's T-A-L-L-G-U-Y-T-Y-C-O-O-N. The link is also in the description. Also, you can support this podcast by don donations. That link is also in the description. I hope each and every one of you has a great week. And again, thanks for listening.